yeah, so for us, it's like, it's kind of been really surreal because our daddy was in hospital for seven months. And um, so he was um, diagnosed with infective endocarditis, which is a rare heart condition. But the thing is, from that, there were so many other infections and stuff that, that, that happened. And we were consistently raising our concerns, you know, speaking about how we felt. And we didn't feel that we were often heard. And so we did, you know, had regular meetings, requested um, MDT meetings, which is management um, department or team. So it would be all of the teams that look after someone. And um, we even went to PALS. But in the end, our dad, he was like, he doesn't want us to say anything anymore because, you know, at the end of the day, it was him in the hospital, not us. So we had to respect how he felt because he didn't, you know. He didn't feel certain things that were going on. He felt that if we go and start voicing and what have you, then things would get worse for him because he, he was he didn't feel totally safe there to be honest yeah is what he was he was saying to us so he he didn't really want us to talk too much about things because he felt like it could make it worse basically so for us i think that the complaint it wasn't it wasn't planned obviously because while our dad was in the hospital he didn't want it so but then the way that they let us find out about how he passed away and then things that happened less than 24 hours after him passing away that's when we just thought about the whole seven months and we was like this is just ridiculous you know we've gone through so much as a family and it wasn't even about us because it was our dad in the hospital bed and then um yeah like that's why we've just like we've had enough and then that's why we raised the complaint when at that time as well where he didn't want us to say anything he was on he was on a certain ward he was going to be moved from that ward so we obviously we had to 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 listen to his wishes anyway but we knew he wasn't going to be there he was being moved from there which we thought was supposed to be better but um yeah that didn't exactly turn out that way but um yeah yeah no, that, that must that must be hard and i think sometimes as well it's kind of was it kind of hard trying to respect his wishes and feel like actually but something can be done because I don't know if it's just like a parent thing where they don't want you as children want you to make a fuss about things but you just think like nah this is like I need to kind of say something but it's like you know you need to respect his wishes like yeah I mean as when you're saying we, we we did make the complaint we did go and say something and it was just sort of like within the time we, we were down there making the complaint and by the time we came back up, we were getting sort of hostility towards us. Yeah. And so it was just in that little space of time of us saying something and then, it, because it had to be passed up to them, what, you know, the, the issues. And they were a bit funny with us after that as well. So yeah. we kind of saw that change, even though they, they, I mean, we had a few of them that were funny. Some of them were nice with us, but a lot of the time we weren't having a lot a good time. And as like I said, when we made that complaint and we just saw the change, then we kind of could get where more so where our dad was coming from. Mm. So we just what we had to do because I see what you're saying about you know like with parents and how it is. It was sort of like that with us with our dad, and then that's why he said okay, make a complaint, and then we went to Powell's. But the thing is, it's like this whole seven months. It's like the way that I was treated and the, the way that they spoke to me. It's like. And, and my sister as well. And then the, the conditions that we would see our dad in, it was just, it was just ridiculous. But um, it's like we were in a catch 22 because we were not the ones that had to sleep there every night. So 
okay, we didn't make a formal complaint, but we would still continue with the meetings and raise our concerns and still continue to raise our concerns. So, you know, we, we, that's, that was the most that we could do. And then we were thinking, oh, you know, could we possibly get him to go to another hospital? But then he had so many things wrong with him that, you know, how do we know which would be a better hospital for him to be in that specializes in all of the things that are wrong with him? So it was really difficult. So, you know, we just tried to manage as best as we can, continuing to raise everything and speaking to all of yeah. the teams. And I mean, even just going to visit him, we always had to be, couldn't spend that time with him. We had to be like, what's going on here? Then we had to go and find out why is this like this or why is he like this and why is this happening? So it was just constantly, kind of constantly complaining, really, constantly bringing up the issue of what's not right and what what they should be doing right kind of thing yeah what, yeah so we were never like we were never just thought of going to see our dad and it's like I'd start like from the things that happened the day before so we're like right this is what I need to speak about today and I've got all of these things in my head and then I get there and a whole load of other things have gone wrong so I've got to sort that and then what I went there for has gone out of my mind and this was like the this is what we dealt with yeah, yeah. But I feel like when it comes to human safety, there's no such thing as complaining too much. But I feel like, um, like in some cases and some hospitals, they they feel like, oh, you can't like tell them how to do things. But if it's like, it's, listen, someone's life, life and death, like like I said, when I said earlier about my mum, like if I had known the ends and I'm, I'm like, how, how, that's, that's crazy because if something happens now, the hospital is going to be liable. Like, you know, and, and that's the thing. And I think... They don't maybe they didn't see it from your point of view actually well you know you're just looking for your dad's best interest so yeah you might be asking a million one questions but at the end of the day the bottom line is this is this is someone's um life and someone's health and safety so it's there's not something that's too much it's not yeah, you know, it's not like you're asking yeah. for for a pillow to be changed or like you know it's yeah. it's, it's it's important you know yeah. and, but you know it got to the point they were almost gonna they, there's this term I'm not sure what it's called where they kind of like blacklist you so you're a, a family that is like a nuisance they were going to do that to us because we were requesting to come in to help to feed him before his lunch and all of these things these that's the way that they were treating us oh, it was really bad. bad and as we're saying it's like it shouldn't have been about how we felt because we weren't the one that went through all of these things it was our dads but this is how they're treating us yeah and you said like um earlier you mentioned um Powell's is that what, what was Powell's so that's patient and liaison service. So if you have a concern, that's where you go to. The way it's supposed to work is they um, take down your concerns and then they will speak to someone on the ward about it, but they're not supposed to tell them exactly what you've spoken about. And then that is the way that they will arrange to try and, you know, sort out what's happened. But for us, as my sister said, we went there, when I got something to eat, by the time we came up, almost as soon as we've got back onto the ward, Oh, they're like saying all of these things, talking about, oh, you need to go here, you need to be. And I didn't really understand what they were talking about. But then when I was able to process it, I realized that they'd gone and told them what we said. Oh, wow. And yeah, because our, our, our relatives were visiting my dad at the time and they kind of first went at them and they didn't know what was going on. So then they, when we came up, they said something to us. And then our relatives had kind of explained to us that they were kind of being a bit funny with them. And so we've realised, you know, this is the situation. And the thing is, like, we haven't really spoken about the complaint yeah. much because it's ongoing. But the thing is, for us, it's like, you know, this, what has happened, it's not acceptable. 
it's not acceptable. And it's not just about what happened to our dad. How many other families has this happened to before and after our dad? You know, they need to understand. It's, the thing is, as well, what feels really strange is because it's not the whole hospital. It's the departments where our dad was. But when you do this, it has to be against the trust. So that's something that is really hard for us to you know, deal with. But at the end of the day, it's like this is where it happened. Our dad is important to us. It's not acceptable. So we're going to keep going some sort of accountability. They have to take some you know, accountability for what's happened. So like we made the complaint, we started it in 2018. And yeah, we've just kept, we've had so many no's telling us no, 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 no. But then we, because of the notes that I had, we were able to come back and tell them, well, no, that's not right for this reason. So now we're waiting to see what's going to happen. Like we're at the final stage to see what will happen. Yeah. Like, well, liability, I know you said it's a department, but in that case, when it does get resolved and, you know, um, I don't know how, how it works in terms of if it's what what would be the result of the complaint, but would it be on on the department or, or the whole hospital? It's the, it's the hospital. It's okay, against the trust. Yeah. yeah, it's the trust. You have it has to be against the hospital. So that one department is literally letting letting all the all the others all the yeah. others um, pretty much. In, in, when you in, yeah. individuals within that department, because yeah. that's what we we found is it not everyone on a whole because we did have people. There is people there that are really good and that's the thing. Yeah, not all of them were bad, but when yeah. you make a complaint, it's against the trust. Yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah, it's going to be some like collateral that well, not collateral damage, but some people who, unfortunately, are going to be tainted because of the the bad apples that yeah are amongst the man. But that that must be hard, like dealing with because I think it's like you're you're dealing with the grief of the, of the loss and also having that dealing with that as well. Like it's kind of like two things at once, sort of thing, because it's almost as if. Like I, I, I can't say you, you, you can't grieve in peace, but it's almost like I just feel like with me personally, I, my mind will be so and so knowing that right, okay, they could have done something better, so I could have probably. Like, I'm not saying the grief would have been easier, but I could have probably been grieving a lot easier because if had I had I not have been going through this, or you know, mm-hmm. or been going through like a back and forth battle of complaints and you know, trying to find out, you know, who, who can be uh, the ones liable for all, all these, all the, the treatment and yeah. So like, how, how do you guys deal with that though? Because that must be quite draining on top of just dealing with grief. Yeah. To be honest, the whole, the whole process, like I say process, and it's really strange because it feels like because of everything that's happened, we're not able to actually really think about the loss. It's like, because we, the, like within less than 24 hours we're having to deal with coroners so it's like our mind is like kind of business sort of thing and then so it's we're detached from what's happened there is the loss but we're detached from it and we've had so many big things to deal with like I said like less than 24 hours after our dad passed away so it's like we've it's become like a kind of coping coping mechanism that we're detached because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to do half of the things that we've had to do in the time since I don't know if you feel any different yeah I think like I was saying like when we first just in the way that we found our dad and the way that they treated us when we found our dad how he was that was the what that was one thing and then it was you know yeah you can go sort of thing and then it was we've got like you said you've got the coroner and then it was like it was just straight on and, and you didn't have time to stop 
and really process what's really happened. You didn't have that time to, to process anything. And I think that's kind of stayed with us in a sense where the only way we can keep going and keep doing what we're doing is to just have, it's, it's sort of, it is like, it's a bit of a detachment. It's like, we know what's happened and we're upset about what's happened, but we kind of, we can't kind of go there. We can't really go too deep into our feelings because you know, it's it's it's, a, it's too hard at the moment. And for saying that after four years, I mean, there's no real real time on anything anyway. But it's just difficult. It's difficult to process. Because for us, it's like our dad. Like we left the hospital like around midnight, and then less than twenty four hours later, they're saying, "Oh, you know, the case has gone to the coroner for investigation." We're like, "What does that mean?" You know, we weren't prepared for that. So that's what we're saying. Like literally within less than. Like it was like 10 hours or something straight away we're right back into something else we need to find out why has it gone to the coroner what's this all about and then you know probate and all of these things and so like with everything that was happening it's like we we feel let down we feel like we've not been listened to and certain organizations that are supposed to be dealing with grief they don't speak to you in the way that they should they don't show empathy they treat you like a number and you know obviously you're not in the right state of mind but it's like they're not even taking that into consideration and then also sometimes like with solicitors and all of this they speak to you in terms that you don't understand so I think for us the more that this was happening the more we was like you know what this is not right we need to do something about this we need to try and get this out there so people are aware that these are the sorts of things that can be happening on top of a loss. And in some ways, I think this has helped us without us realizing, like doing this blog has been a way that we can, you know, let out some of the things that has, has been happening. And it's helped to feel a little less, a little less angry in some ways, because, you know, speaking to people, you hear things that are happening or like just for, it's, it's people that like, they share things and it's helped them to learn of things that were happening to them, but they weren't aware. And so this has helped us in a way to, to deal with what we're going through, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone goes through things and it's, that's, that's how things go. But it's when we found like this community and just everyone sharing things that have happened to them and everyone's story is different but then at the same time there's elements that are, are the same we've all like sharing pain and, and what and what's happened and what's going on so in a sense it has helped in that way as well mm. yeah I can imagine and, and I feel like because it kind of reminds me of um um uh, similarly to what what well not me personally but what I what my aunt had to do in terms of my mum's affairs and stuff like that because um so like when we found out the news like like she was back back home um in nigeria and i think literally after 24 hours my aunt was just on on the phone right calling the council first of all to say look um, this has happened so um we need to basically put the tenancy in my name but even that was that was a, a nightmare uh, yeah that's a story for another day but contacting the bank you know, uh, trying to find out the, what life insurance she has. And again, that was another nightmare yeah. and like just other things. And, I've, and, I, and I said to her, like, sometimes like, I want you to kind of, I know she, she can't relax. Well, she can, yeah. but like, with her, she felt right. I, I need to kind of, it needs, it needs to be done sort of thing. In, mm. like, because, and that's the thing, sometimes you don't have time to even acknowledge your own grief because there's so much things to do. And, and unfortunately, like you know death does bring about these things that they are even even if someone someone's passed away 
there's still things that you need to sort out. Sort out. Yeah. It's, it's not like you. So it's like they've been laid to rest, but there's still um, things yeah, that right. haven't been laid to rest. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. There's so many constant things. And sometimes all of that can be so draining. I, now, I didn't really catch a glimpse of everything she was doing, but I know for the most part, she sorted out a lot of things. And, and I always say to her, like, I'm always grateful because honestly, yeah. like, without that support, that's what I, I just don't know how how myself or my other my siblings would have where would have been because she just said right look it's gonna be done and, and it's hard and on top of that you're trying to look after everyone else so like you know like my my grandma who's like you know who's kind of yeah she's dealing with the loss as well but for her it's like a loss of a child so it's almost yeah. like it's different and then you know because my, my granddad passed as well so for her it's like she's kind of having to it's just so it's not so many losses, and yeah, yeah. Whilst, whilst navigating her loss as well and but having to just put on yeah exactly and and I think and again with her she's always been like a second mum to me and anyway even when my mum was alive so like but I always kind of like tell her listen don't kind of worry about me or us like like I want I want to make sure you're good you know what I mean because, yeah because there's only so much so much you can do right? yeah like with, with you guys did you find them um, you know going through the journey of trying to sort out your dad's affairs like how was that like trying to look after everyone as well so like your like name like your mom and other family members was that quite hard to juggle at, at the same time yeah yeah and that was one of the main concerns as well because we didn't realize how much time probate was going to take up it was literally seven days a week mm-hmm. and so it's like me and my sister, we would we because we were the executors of the administrators of the estate, so all of the responsibility was on me, me and my sister. So we were, you know, and she, my sister, she's got children, and then there's my mom, and it's like, oh my gosh, splitting up the time. That's something that we were really concerned about, and like you said, you know, like my mom, we wanted to make sure that she's okay, and then you've got to make sure that everyone is okay, and then we've got to get on with everything as well. It was quite a juggling act it really was and it's hard to say it like that even though this loss has happened everything still has to go on and you still have to you know if there's there's still people depending on you and and all that sort of thing so you still have to keep going on you still have to not even you still have to keep going it was really difficult and also as well with this probate the kind of decisions that we've had to make like there's things we've never known of and you know biggest decisions in our life ever and then on top of like the way things went in the hospital like we feel even though it wasn't our fault because we're not medical professionals and we should have never been made to feel like it was our fault because we did as much as we could but you know that's the way it turned out so we feel like that and then it's like the decisions that we've got to make oh we're making the best decision we don't want to let our dad down so it was a lot of pressure but then throughout that time as well we would get like little signs and we'd be like, oh you know maybe you know dad thinks that you know maybe he's happy with this decision maybe you know the sun's shining for this reason or just like for example this is something that I go by like um it's quite random but um, there's the, our dad's name was Arnold and there's these cars and it's got this sticker on the back, Arnold Clark. And oh yeah, I've seen these ones, yeah, yeah. There might be times when I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling it. And then I just see that car and I'm like, you know what? I'm just taking that as a sign. Feel okay, be okay, sort mm. of things. So those are the things that have definitely helped us along the way as well. Yeah. Positiveness out of whatever is going on in the situation. Yeah. Just trying to 
yeah. And like another thing for us before we sold our dad's um, property, like being in the garden, because he like grew vegetables and um, fruits and all of that. So like when we were going through all of the probate, it's like the garden would just come like be like a sanctuary and just go there and like I said, like signs, we'd be there and then like the sun would start shining and, you know, it might have been like a really like um, dull day and then we got there and then the sun starts shining when we're in the garden. So it's cool, you know, to take that as a sign, maybe we're doing good. So we just try to, those are the kind of ways that we would try to keep ourselves so mentally, ourselves. yeah, uplifting ourselves sort of thing. Mm, like when I, when I was reading your um, his story, it sounded like he, he's quite a handyman, man, like cooking, yeah. like farming, like that's, that, that's, that's a that's that's like a, a multi-purpose man like that. Yeah, yeah. It's in bikes, TVs, everything. Yeah. You'd go there and he's put something together and it's a cupboard door and making brooms and all sorts. Anything, yeah. yeah. He just would fix everything and build. Like he was building a shed at one point, and yeah, he just he just did everything. Just got on with it. Mm. Very independent. Like, and when you say like, you no, know, like when, when I was saying earlier about this whole like uh during the estate and affairs so when you mentioned probate is probate just like a one thing or is it like a series of different things that you have to do um when someone passes so um yeah probate the grant of probate you have to get that to be able to deal with the um the estate so that would be like bank accounts um property and all of that but the thing about probate, like you said, it is like, that's the name, but then there's many things underneath yeah, it. But then within that, it also depends on the situation. So our parents were divorced. So that right there is something different. And then our age, because if they were married, it wouldn't have been mine and my sister's responsibility. We wouldn't have been involved. Yeah. It would have been my mum. Everything would have been gone to my mum sort of thing. And that would have been that. But because that they were divorced, then that brings on something else. And also our age, and then also so if we were younger than it. Yeah, we like some of the money, like we didn't, we didn't get it. Like my dad's pension, because of our age, it doesn't come to us. There's so many li like little prints within it that you know. And this is these are the reasons why we were like you know we need to do this blog because how are you supposed to process this and know all of these yeah. things when you've experienced such a big loss? And then even down to like um. So there's power of attorney. Power of attorney, that's something that you can do when the person is still alive. So, for example, you can do that for finances or for healthcare, and you have to do it while they're in a sound state of mind because our dad, when he was in hospital, he suffered from delirium quite a lot. Thankfully, we got him to agree it when he was in sound state of mind. But also with power of attorney, if the person passes away, that's it. It's null and void. So we got our dad to agree it, but he passed away before it happened. So then that's that's that gone. And now we have to do probate to become executors, administrators of the estate to be able to handle the affairs. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. And then even within the property, like for us, it was um our dad owned it, it was mortgage-free, but it was a council property and it was leasehold. Yeah. And we're doing it under this class as inheritance because we don't own the property. So yeah. when you're in the house under inheritance, that's a probate sale. So there's so many different levels to things and it's like it's mind blowing. And that's why we were like, you know what, for us personally, we can't have all of this information, knowing all of it and keep it to ourselves. It just doesn't feel right. So yeah. that's, these were the reasons that, is, that made us drive to want to do our blog. 
Yeah, because even me, just just in in those past five months, I'm thinking I'm, there's so many different things. I'm like, it's it's so much to kind of grasp. I f- I didn't know there were there was so much like technicalities. Oh, if you if the person is is um divorced, that it doesn't go. So so um with the pension, so it, but it just still go with, go to the family then because you said no, right, you it went know, back to the government. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's we felt so all of those things we just felt so like oh my gosh this is so upsetting yeah a lot of it went to the government basically. So even with, I mean this is something we decided but with with my dad's funeral he he's not someone that wants a big fuss and all that sort of thing but we did do that because of the man that he 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 was but also because we didn't want all that money going to the government. But we weren't aware at that time, Tanya. but yeah, we, we were, were okay yeah, at some point. We were, so we were a bit more over because we were like, you know what? As much as, as much as we can say this is that it doesn't, that's what we're gonna do. So it might sound, and this is what I'm saying, like because of our situation, everything is like warped. It's not, it's not like oh, you know, it's, it's like business. You're thinking business, and, and that it's hard to switch between the two. But literally, because of everything that we've gone through, that's how our mind has to be. Mm. So, so because of because of all of the situations so even for us sometimes and another thing I think like say for example like a day like on my dad's in hospital something's happened I know it's real because I'm there and I'm witnessing it but to me I'm like oh I'm kind of detached but then when you speak to someone and then you hear their, their reaction you're like wow you know this is someone's reaction to what is happening to you so it's like we don't really fully take it on sort of thing and it's like kind of coping mechanisms but another thing that we've done I've had more than my sister but we've had therapy along the way Mm. so that has helped like my last therapy session I had that this year and I think through all of the ones that I've done it helped me to better manage this woman that I had now because I think with a lot of things you know you can study something but if it's within you it's within you and it's natural you know you can tell that it's not like textbook and this person that I had it was natural it was was quite full-on like the sessions were meant to be every week but she could tell that she was so intense for me not in a bad way that it was every two weeks but that was the most helpful one that I've had I think as I said all of them made me be able to handle this session so therapy has helped definitely it's not it's not something that you might because for me I couldn't do it straight away and it's something that you have to be kind of ready for and sometimes you're not even totally ready for but it's something you have to be kind of at that stage where you feel like okay I need to do something I need to speak to someone or you know because as I said with us we were it's everything sort of internal and we're kind of it's like we're it's deep down we're not we're not letting it come up to the the forefront in a sense so it you need to have something so if you feel that you've got to that stage where I need I need to do something then it, it can help I mean it, it does depend on who you you have yeah. as well but it, it can help because like with us our doctor like he was like you know most people we wouldn't recommend it right right away we would say like maybe after six months or so see how you feel and funnily enough for me I'd got to six months I didn't I wasn't like clocking what the doctor had said but when I realized you know what I need to do something it was six months and this was like through my work and I'm gonna like when I first did it I was sitting I was like oh my goodness oh my this is not for me I can't believe this I was like oh my like, at the end of the session people are like you're gonna go back I'm like I don't know this is just too weird like you it's not for everybody and even if you feel you're ready for it you might not yeah and then also I think it does depend on the person who you get if you feel like you can connect to them because if you don't then you're not going to want to share with them yeah 
know, there's a lot of elements to that, but you know, it is something that has helped me. Yeah, the person, I think the because per, the person who you have is definitely important. And I think what you said is not just about everything's your own is your own time, isn't it? Like with me when I first went therapy, I, I was like a year after my mom had passed. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had like a few sessions and I mean it, it was it was cool, but I didn't really I was just like mm, I don't really think this is for me. Yeah. And I, and I kind of said, yeah, okay, I've, I've kind of been there, done therapy now. So I, I just kind of thought, okay, I, I don't really. And then it's all up until like probably maybe this year when I start to follow, you know what, like, yeah, maybe I'm going to go back because sometimes, yeah. like with me personally, I think I'm okay. Like, yeah. but you know what, just just do it. Maybe, maybe it will help. Yeah. You don't, like sometimes with grief, it's like you can go through um spells of like yeah, yeah you're fine you're fine I'm like you know like when we when we started the podcast I was like yeah you know this is like a not a substitute for therapy but this is kind of my own therapy in its way but yeah. I still need that like mm-hmm. it can't just be this alone I still need to make sure yeah. that I'm, I have something external yeah something that's helping me you know not like yeah I just I just can't I just can't like rely on this and it, it does help me and I, and I do kind of got to, I've gotten to a point where you know I, I kind of like I would, would I say comfort but like I, I'm almost like enjoy having these conversations not because you know I'm just like I'm I'm not morbid or nothing but it's just like yeah. for me it's just, it's just kind of like nice to have and you know and it's like a, my way of like something that, that I feel like I'm doing to um move with my grief yeah um and and I think that's for me that's what I, I realize is important because I don't think I had like a moment of where I felt right okay, I need something needs to be done I just felt like you know, I always had an interest in podcasts, but I just felt like I want to do something that maybe will will potentially help me and feel less isolated. And and in turn, it just happens to be that we also like were reaching out to a lot of people. Mm. You know, people were just like, "Oh, I really appreciate what you're doing," and it's just been it's been like a whirlwind of so many different good things. Yeah. Like but again, I I didn't I know people said the whole cliche thing. I didn't expect it literally. Yeah. It's just a podcast where we're going, me and Ben are going to just talk, and that's that. I didn't expect. Oh, you know, like there's. A, I didn't know there's a. I didn't even know there's a grief community. I just yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just thought it's just. Where's this come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and and that's why. Like, and it, and it's weird because, as much as like you know, we've just met for the first time, but I don't. I don't feel um, uncomfortable. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, no. so, so it's like it's yeah, it's, it's a straight, it's a weird thing, but it's, it's a good yeah. thing. It's like yeah, you yeah. talk something about something so so deep as loss, like you know. But I feel like we're getting to the point now, especially us as a whole, where like you know this this grief thing is is normal. Like yeah. the years of the pandemic has probably shown that if anything, you know, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. it's something that people should um kind of well, people still do it. People still feel like you know kind of shy away from it all like yeah. have uncomfortable conversations but in order I feel like I, it helps me to learn having those uncomfortable conversations yeah, you know as, as we're talking now you're telling me about the whole program like all this stuff was just foreign to me like mm-hmm. you know like at one point I thought life insurance was something I like why do, why do I need what I need yeah, that? I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna use it but my, my phone was covered my car insurance was covered and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna need no life insurance yeah, yeah. Okay. you know what I see why now Mm-hmm. I see why now. Like so, it's all these important things you just kind of learn to um, like appreciate. And I know you guys said that you know with the blog, it's like almost you've been going with it as a way to kind of um, uh, educate others as well, and maybe also it helps you guys as well. But you often feel like um, you re- you've reached a point where like, your 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 grief is kind of delayed because you're you're, you're kind of 
what you're doing is great. It is great, but because like you haven't really had time to focus on it, because you you're, there's still stuff that needs to be resolved, you know, with the probate, you know, the complaints. Do you often feel like your your grief is um like being put on hold? To be honest, even like without the blog, this is just me speaking. I think because of what has happened, definitely just the nature of the circumstances. Even if we weren't doing the complaint, like the nature of circumstances of what happened to our dad, that has had a big impact. And so, in a sense, like we didn't plan the complaint, but then it feels like if we didn't, what would our life be like? Like we're managing just about now. But if we didn't do it, I feel like it would be a lot worse. I don't know, but I can't say because this is the route that we've gone down. But personally, I feel like it would be a lot worse if we hadn't because for everything that went on, it's like, you know, we have to try to do something. And it's there. It's not like the complaint. Obviously, it's a big thing, but it didn't take up as much as our time as the probate did. Like, like Okay, the complaint oh, did. Yeah. Okay, you can't say that it didn't, and it's been a lot of stress, but consistently, consistently, like through the time of the two and a half years of the probate, it feels like that was a lot more, and that was something that, you know, you have to do that. You don't have any choice, but yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. It definitely is on hold, and like just as an example, with this latest um, therapy that I was supposed to be having, I thought I'd applied for bereavement counselling. And then when the session started, she's like, what do you want to speak about? And I was like, oh, okay, well, wasn't really prepared for that because I thought this was bereavement. And I actually said that to her and she goes, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be about. And actually through those sessions, because I think since our dad passed away with the pandemic, my anxiety is like, you know, it's gone through the roof. So these sessions kind of started being a lot more about that. But it made me realise that I, I thought I was ready for bereavement counselling, but this session showed me that I'm not. So, you know, it is delayed and I don't know when or what's going to make that change. I don't know. I don't know for you. I mean, just going on the lines of the, the counselling, the last counselling that I was having or therapy or however you want to put it, it was bereavement um, counselling and it was in a group and everyone would share something about or if they wanted to because they didn't have to say anything if you didn't feel you wanted to and and just hearing some of the things and it just kind of makes you know you're not alone in even though it's not everything wasn't the same you know everyone passed in different ways and that sort of thing there was that connection of 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 the grief that you're feeling and just hearing everyone's stories you just feel like wow this is just it's just it's it's a lot, but it, that that stopped because of the pandemic. So I didn't get to finish those sessions, but I did feel that it was it was helpful in a sense because it was like everyone. It was kind of like when you have the community and you're sharing sharing what's going on. Um, in terms of being delayed, I would say for myself as well. Yes, my grief is delayed because I I can't like even saying the word. Yeah, we struggle, we saying, struggle that saying the word. Yeah, we, we've, we've, we find it even hard to say that even now. Um, and just just the fact of, I, I used to see my dad so much, like every week I would go with, with um, my oldest son and they had such a strong bond and they were so close with each other. And then when it went to the hospital, I'd had my, my youngest, I just not long had my youngest son and 
because of um, infection and things like that, we weren't supposed to be going to the hospital. I wasn't supposed to be going to the hospital, especially with, the, with, the, with, with my youngest, he was a baby then. And so I didn't have that getting to see my dad as, as often. It was like a sort of like it just ripped away in a sense. And I think I kind of don't process things. And I kind of, every time, sometimes if I ever thought of my dad, it might be a happy thought and, and I go with it. And then other times, if it's a sad sport, I kind of try and stop myself thinking because I feel like I'm going to go too far. And so in that sense, I think it's not, it's delayed in a sense. And it's sort of also, I have to pull back as well. So I haven't got to that point where I've, well, none of us have fully grieved for our dad yet. No, I would say. But when you, when you both say like, you kind of struggle to um, come, say that way is it because you feel like you sh you should be kind of uh quote unquote like being this place where it is kind of being dealt with or is it is it because of like something else that i don't know i just feel like i feel like it's possibly because we obviously know that our dad is no longer here but we still have that point of we can't believe he's not here. So we know, and we, 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 we ex not accept that, but we, we know this is how it is. But just when I start having thought process and I feel like he's not, he's actually not here, he's not here. And I just have to kind of, like I said, pull back from that. I've forgotten what you did. No, for me, I think as well, for me, that, that word is like, because the whole experience was so traumatic, it's like things that are associated with it. That's why I find that so hard. It, I don't know if that really makes sense, but you know, the whole experience and as I said, like the way that they let us find out, it's like it's just you don't want to be associated with things that remind you of that. Yeah. So that's why it's difficult. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that that makes sense. Now. And the reason why I ask because I feel like at times, even when I when I when I hear the term delayed grief, um like at first I, I kind of understood in, in in terms of what it means you know like I think they, they say like it's basically when your grief like kind of hits you at a later stage and mm. and and I feel like like at the time when I first understood the term and how I understand it now I feel like I, I know it is a term but I feel like there is no such thing because grief doesn't like has an end doesn't have an end it so like what you know and and whether you 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 know you've lost someone you know um that three years, well, you've lost your dad three years ago. Well, no, no, four, 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 four years ago. Like, you know, grief, grief, grief goes on. It, it, it doesn't end. Like, there's even like, I went out when I was saying to you, like, the other, like, I still feel like it still hurts that my mom's not here. Yeah. And in moments, it can, it's, it's more intensified in certain moments. Mm -hmm. I like my birthday, it's always like a reminder, but mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say, like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm behind because I'm, I'm still feeling that kind yeah. of it doesn't mean I'm I'm yeah. still in, I'm still in, in a place where oh I'm not over it because you don't you don't get so yeah I wouldn't say like there's a delayed grief and because everyone everyone does it in their own time so long as you know it's your learn a way to move forward with it you know yeah. said earlier our journeys are all going to be different we'll probably have something coming which is which is lost but you know, I, I, I won't, it won't be fair to say to someone, oh, why are you still at that stage of your grief? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it, yeah, it's not, it's not fair to say that. And that's one thing I'm learning that, listen, everyone, let, give everyone their time, let everyone do things in their own time. Even as much as my siblings, we've gone through the same loss, but our grief isn't the same. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. And, and that's, and that's okay as well. Like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, um, 
she's behind or, or because I've decided to like talk about it on a podcast, that means I'm I'm progressive with my grief. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It still hits yeah. me the same way it hits her. Do you know what I think as well? Like these terms and stuff, like, because sometimes we like our topics, we've had them and we never search for it, right? So, but we find it. And I think because of sometimes how you just feel like, you know, oh, it's been four years. So, you know, if you find something like that and you can relate to it, it makes you feel a little bit better because you can feel like isolated or feel like, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, it's been this amount of time, even though you shouldn't really. Feel that way, and there was, oh, there was something else that I was going to say. I think if, if unfortunately it's through it, you experiencing it, where you get to really understand um, that you can't put a, a time limit on on anything like that. You just can't. You can't. You can't be saying to someone, "Well, it's been this amount of time. Don't you think you need to move on?" Or don't you think? I mean, obviously, like I said, life goes on, and you still have to do you know every day and and what have you but everything is different now it's it's there is a change and, and yeah. that change is gonna always be there now and I think for us we've changed but not just because of the loss of our dad because of everything that we experienced even before he passed away like the whole experience in the hospital and then even like our dad he owned his property and it's through the council and the stress that they gave us and the, everything that we had to go through selling the property and all of these complaints that we've had to make and the way that we've been treated all of these things have contributed to how we've changed like it's taken it takes away from you and you're so much in the process that you know you're so far you can be so far removed from yourself like you don't even realize how different you are because you're just getting on and doing what you, you need to do to survive but we are different people for all of these reasons like the loss of our dad is a big one but then there's everything else that we've experienced along the way as well yeah and and I think sometimes um like you know when you're when you are doing something like in your case you're trying to resolve all these issues and this complaint and but sometimes you don't take it you don't take a moment to like kind of pause and think you know how has really affected me how how have I changed as a person like when I when I said to you like with with the podcast and stuff I don't really think of okay like you know like how can I explain it like not to say I'm I'm, I'm grateful for that, that to have to start this platform but I never stop and think like okay um you know like how how's it affected me I know that sounds kind of weird to, or, or how like how do you feel like it's it's helping others or like I'm always like just go 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 like go and I don't really think oh so when when I when people kind of tell me um things like oh you know I think what you're doing is good it's like I almost don't know how, what to how to yeah. react because I'm just yeah. like as I almost get weird about those coming I'm like me like I'm just I'm just like you know trying to have conversation with people like almost yeah. kind of like downplaying it sort of thing because yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not used to just like taking a step back and even the thought of like I said giving myself my own flowers I'm like is that is that is that um egotistical I, I don't know I, like, I just you know I'm just like okay I, like I don't play much I know I shouldn't I know like it's it's not about me necessarily like I, I just want a space for others um but yeah I, I, I never really stop so it's only like you know as of recent I'm like okay some you know like I, I appreciate what I'm doing even though that sounds weird to say yeah. but, you know but I think sometimes we often don't kind of um reflect and, and think of how, how it's changed us you know yeah. so, um you know like because I can't even remember the person I was like five years ago yeah and and, and sometimes you know grief it can affect people negatively positively there's so many different things but I think one thing I would say for me definitely is that I feel like I'm definitely a lot more um 
like grateful and appreciative now like and of little things and just everyone around me so like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's one big change that's happened to me and not to say that I was I, I didn't care about people before everything mm-hmm. happened but it's just that it's just that extra bit of appreciation now because yeah. you just know that look tomorrow as they say isn't promised yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. around the corner like you know when I when I um buried my dad I was like I buried my dad in 2014 and in 2015 I said to myself had a little prayer to God like this this year no no more deaths mm-hmm. and then October it's not even let alone it's another death but not only that it's my mum yeah I'm like, I'm like like that's that's in, like it's insane it's it's like almost mm-hmm. like losing both parents that's not yeah like, that doesn't happen but yeah. that's that's just that's just life you know it's, it you could I can't predict it that's that's the thing. No, I just don't know. Change it, like so. I'm just yeah, I'm just more appreciative. Like, but how do you say that loss has kind of, well, maybe like one thing has changed about about um you both. Good or I mean, well, good. I'm I'm assuming it's gonna be good, but anything doesn't have, it doesn't matter if it's if it's bad. That's that's okay. That's not that's not a problem. Um, I think. I don't know, it's sort of a weird one because it's like we appreciate the fact that obviously we 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 feel the way we feel and everyone else is individual and different and you have your own way of, of dealing with, with loss and and you know going forth in in trying to to just find a way to, to deal with it. And um I feel like I find it it's weird because with the blog we, we find it so when when people share and everything we're just so humbled and we feel so um like we we can we can understand and we, we we really understand where they're coming from even if we don't have the same sort of thing it still comes down to to you know we've, we've all had our loss but I find it hard to now how to approach like if, if someone said to me that this person's passed I find it I think harder to how to yeah. to 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 speak with them, mm-hmm. and and I find that weird because if I've gone through it now, like really personally, why am I finding it harder? Yeah, I think it's part of it is where I know that if someone's come to me and they've said something that it's not through their own, it's just just something that they would say, and it's not through maybe it's not necessarily that they're not being empathetic or anything like that but if they say something in a certain way then that can have an effect on how you you take it or how you know you deal with it and so I feel like I don't want to say anything in that sense but I want to be natural as well I want to be myself and you know but yeah I do find that I've had that thing is is, is hard to yeah hard to harder because I feel like maybe maybe it's because I feel it even stronger than I did before. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, I'm kind of. And no, I start talking, I kind of forget what the question was. But, no, but that makes sense because yeah. that is something that we've spoken about how we feel. But um, I think for me, one of the things that changed. This is quite random as well. But like, I'm a person that I was like all over social media, Facebook, and all of that. I never thought I'd see the day that I wasn't posting all everywhere I've been. And then, like, the moment my dad went into hospital, all of that stopped. And it's like, I just felt like, oh, you know, we're going through all of this and it's like, I'm not doing okay. If I'm posting these things, then, you know, it's going to seem like I'm okay, but I'm not. And so it kind of just 
kind of just messed with my mind sort of thing and so I think I've become withdrawn in those sort of things and then also it's like I never really realized the things that I posted the impact that had on people because when I stopped then I'm hearing from people and it's like oh you know because I can't I, Friday I'll just say it's my favorite day of the week so I'd be posting my Friday messages and all these things and then people are like oh what's happened or I just posting funny things and that's when you realized you've changed like I just stopped doing it but I didn't think about what difference that was making to other people because these are things that I was doing and so you hear that and then you realize oh okay and so I try to work on it if that happens but that's one of the major things that I would say I'm quite more withdrawn sort of thing mm. since it's happened definitely yeah they, they, they seem like normal normal reactions to a loss and it's interesting what you you said um like although you've been through it and almost like you you should be someone who's who knows okay you know that's the person we'll go to we'll, we'll go we'll go to Jermaine yeah. if, but I'm like I, I'm like I'm not expert at nothing I, I'm just like something I still don't know what to say if I if yeah, I yeah. Yeah. it's like like I had I had a um someone the other a friend who, who I lost someone and and I, I, we were just talking on the phone and I realized like some I was I was saying like things but I was quite nervous because I feel like I don't want to say the wrong thing yeah. and I don't want to feel like oh like I, I know it all at the same time but I'm, I was just yeah. like so the best friend I did was just like just talk to her normally and just be like yeah. just give yourself time like not not like yeah. um blanket response but these are just normal things to say I, I don't yeah. think it's like yeah. when you overthink it oh I need to say this this and to do yes. that but half of the time it's just like if you treat just like treat them as normal like when we, when we had I spoke to her we were just laughing half of the time and it was like, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So it wasn't about trying to say, oh, yeah, don't worry. In time, you'll be fine. Or yeah, you know, yeah. get better in, in 90 days. Or yeah. just make sure yeah. that you're it's, it's, There's no textbook, you know. Yeah. But because you've been through, you kind of understand like what, what kind of works in a way. Because I, I remember for me during uh, my time of grief and, and mourning, I just remember a lot of the time um, just people being there and people not treat, treat me any different. And yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Like it wasn't them trying to shy away and I know like it's hard to kind of know what to say when, when the grief is fresh mm -hmm. because yes. that's yeah. you know it, it's it's just happened so yeah. anything can be triggering but yeah. just, you just being there your presence that honestly it it, it was more than just I, I prefer that than just like oh don't worry you know yeah this um you know god knows best or like you know I'm not saying those things are necessarily yeah. bad but it's just that there's certain times where you can hear that or, or when you're ready to hear that and yeah yeah times when it's not maybe not not appropriate but it's not really something you yeah. are ready to hear right now kind of thing yeah but then you don't want to stop people from trying to be normal as well so it's it's balance it's hot bit sorry i can't yeah it's a bit of a balance yeah i think, I think there's no um uh like I think like you're right there's, there's time for everything with, with certain things but also sometimes things some things are kind of said because maybe it's a way to avoid like being uncomfortable yeah, mm, yeah. um and which, which I understand to a degree because I'm, mm -hmm. I've, I've been there where I've had to you know seeing someone who just lost someone and I'm like okay when I go there do I, what do I say like yeah yeah you know what am I gonna if I said the wrong thing are they gonna think oh well why do you say that you know am, am I gonna be seen as a fraud like you know I don't know yeah, 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 yeah. all these different things but literally like just 
go there and be yourself. And, and that's why I often feel like, you know, um, I don't, I won't, I won't see myself as someone who's like, who knows all and grief. I'm just, I'm just literally go, um, exp- talking about what I've experienced and, and trying yeah. to what's helped me to yeah. also, like help others. So like, mm-hmm. that's just as simple as it is, rather than trying to be, yeah, you know, like everyone come to me. I know all the, yeah, all the I know all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know it all. What do you need today? Okay, cool. Take this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go like, like, like I said, like I'm a doctor, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like but. No, you just and this is about being yourself in in the you know in the journey and as much as like and one thing I want to ask you, uh, ask you guys as well um, because I've experienced this where you know as much as I again I, I like doing this having the conversations um, and it is it's it's something that that has purpose behind it but at the mm-hmm. same time it can also get um, I don't want to say over overwhelming oh yes you know. Um, like a few months ago, I think this was earlier this year. Like, I had a, I had burnt out. I was like, like I, I like I think it was because we had the episode where we, one weekend where we recorded like back to back, one guest mm. on Friday and a Saturday Sunday, and I just felt exhausted. I just felt exhausted. Yeah. But I felt bad because I feel like I shouldn't like I like this. So why? why yeah. I feel bad for feeling exhausted, but yeah. they have, But you need. But you, as much as you like something, you you need to also have um breaks and put something yeah. that doesn't kind of disrupt your mental uh yeah. so like with yourselves do you feel like what do you kind of what steps do you kind of take to make sure that you don't have any like sort of like burnout or just mental like tiredness from like blogging you know and just the the complaints and trying to sort out your your dad's like affairs and stuff um why are you looking at that sorry <laughs> <laughs> It's like, to be honest, I don't, it's really, I don't think I have really, I really do take enough of that time out because I think I've just gone on it as like, going like this, like, you know, survival and that's how it's been. But it's like not even the best way for me. The things that have forced me to stop is I've got ill and it's like, you know, because, you know, your body talks to you, your body lets you know you know and it's like it gives you the warning signs it's like okay you're not listening here you go so I've been forced to stop and that's not the best way but in those moments then you know when I'm getting better obviously I slowed down a bit but yeah I'm not really not really good at still a work in progress yeah yeah well before the pandemic I used to go away okay yeah yeah, before the pack, you know, I used to travel. Travel used to be my thing. But yeah, you know, I've done a few like local things because like, it, you know, with the pandemic and like my mum shielding, I never realised how much it was affecting me because I was just going shopping, coming home and that was it. I wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it got so bad that I didn't even want to go on public transport. And I never realised how much it was affecting me because I was just doing to protect my mum. So I've got better with that. But yeah everything is a work in progress and you know like things that you were saying like in the conversations that we've had been having I was like this is, oh my gosh look, this is, it sounds like you're speaking to us like everything that you were saying about how you feel about it oh you know you're not really sure and when you hear these things that's us like literally like when someone says we're doing good it's like oh it's like they're talking to yeah, us like, it's me like you're me yeah, that's doing good. Yeah. like okay well I'm just doing this you know you don't really know what to say I've gone off track a little bit but I just wanted to say that like a lot of the things that you've said we can really relate because honestly it's how we feel like mm. literally how we feel with a lot of things and I think as well what 
I've turned this back to you. Fine, just, fine man. It's fine. We, we can we can we can go around in many circles. Yeah. No, no worries at all, man. Like another reason why we think that what you're doing is really good because like not just with grief but men they don't really speak enough about things you know health grief all of that and the fact that you're doing this and you're so vocal with it it's a good thing it's needed it's necessary because you know there are things that will affect men a lot more and just the fact that you know you shouldn't speak about anything at all that's the problem so that's why we feel it's really good what you're doing yeah, see, even now, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say the compliment. <laughs> but it's just, I just really, I just feel it's like you don't see enough. You really don't. So it's like, wow, this is amazing. So that when we did that topic and um, he was like, referred to, I was like, oh my gosh, it's a man, please, yes, yes, let's hope they say yes. We were really happy because, you know, we don't want to just have one aspect because there's not, you know, grief has got so many different umbrellas, but then it's different for everybody you know even twins you know but you know to have a male and female perspective you know it's mm. really good yeah and, and and it's weird because when i when i hear that i do like i'm thankful for it like and i remember um it's kind of what we heard similarly when we first started uh, um the podcast oh like there, there's there's men in this space too like there's, there's a lot and i was like I, I didn't know that i just thought literally maybe like again i didn't know there was a grief community but having yeah. it i didn't know that it was it was so dominated by by women which is not which is not a, a bad thing it's not you know but mm. I, I generally thought yeah maybe there are other men who kind of um you know like are doing things and to be honest I think I, I know of a few now but at the time I, I didn't really see a lot yeah um of of men also sharing their um group but, but one thing I would say it, it does kind of make me feel encouraged and motivated when I see other men do talking about yeah, yeah. I do feel like okay like if I'm talking surely that if if other men are talking surely that that's not a bad thing right maybe that's yeah. it's not so much of a thing oh you know we, we can't be too emotional and um yeah you know like but yeah i've, I've just it's something I've, I've just managed to i've enjoyed doing and i think if i wasn't in, a, in the right um headspace if i if i always constantly thinking of oh because i'm a guy i can't say this and that then i don't think i'll be able to yeah you know like be able to be comfortable having conversations and you know, so I've kind of got over, over that um, thing of, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy, so maybe I don't talk. Because yeah, I, I've, I've always been been expressive. I've always been someone that wanted to um, somehow share share some share something and and help people with something another way. But I just didn't know it would be through. I didn't know it'd be, yeah, yeah. You know, grief. But you know, again, that like, here we are, and it's, and that's that's the bittersweet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm the bittersweet thing I, I'm sure it's probably the same same movie yeah. as well because you don't wish I mean I, I wish I was in this position but just without without all of the yeah you've got yeah yeah or the grief and I don't know and this is this is not necessarily kind of like a um grief it can be grief related but it's more of like a maybe like life sort of thing but I don't know but you often feel like um we often have to go through and when I say us I mean people in general have to go through life life changing things in order to like maybe become like our true selves or do you feel like it's mm-hmm. just that's not really the case if people can just be that become who they are or destined to be without the hassle of pain or like hardship and stuff well i think it can be both ways but when it's something like what we're doing i feel like it's what happened to us that has led us to this because it's not something that we ever would have thought of it's not something that was 
in our trail of thoughts or anything. And so what we've gone through, but then also I think it's a lot to do with our parents and the way we are raised and their beliefs is why is another reason why we're doing this. Because, you know, it didn't feel right to go through all of this not knowing when you're dealing with something so big and not try to share it. Because like our dad, he was um he was a member of many committees and like um for his local council, he got grants for the local council. So it would help like, you know, youths not being on the streets and things like that. And, you know, he was from Barbados. And before he left, one of the things that he was responsible for was helping like the beaches not all of them to be private beaches. So he, this was the kind of person he was. Yeah, and our mum, yeah, yeah, our mum, she's a retired nurse. So she's used to caring for people. So I think all of that, but even still with that, this is not something that was in our mind. So if this never happened, we wouldn't be doing this. That's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the thing that we think about. It's like, oh, this is really nice to be a part of this. But then it's like, but when you remember why you're doing it. Yeah, so, so it kind of still stands down from, from your parents, basically. Like, like, um, because that those values they've had it still kind of trickle down yeah. to that. So in a way, like you still be maybe still be doing something to help others. Yeah. If if it wasn't grief, but but either way, so we still you still be doing it either way. But because you know they had those values, so it's kind of like it's already kind of innate in in you in you guys and. Yeah. But it brought it out, and I think yeah. so. And I, yeah. Go on. No, go on. With you. No, just because of the questioners, it's like you know. Do you think that it's because? You go through something or could you be like that anyway because I was having this conversation with someone quite recently I was like it's just you know just for example Tina Turner and how things turned out for her you know so that's another example of you know would would she have come to that sort of fame sort of thing so I think it really just depends yeah I think it is a lot to do with our parents and how this how they brought us up and how like we naturally are have always been caring people anyway like we always want to try and help in some way and things like that not trying to you know I just think we just naturally have that in us and I think so yeah this we possibly could have gone there's no way to know whether or not but we possibly could have gone down some sort of route but obviously this has brought it to the forefront and this is where we are kind of things Yeah. yeah No, no, and I feel like there's been there's so much similarities that I, I can take from you both, and even just like having you just um, talking about how, you know, you, you've been brought up and the values. It kind of reminds me of my mom, and like my mom was just like someone, like it's almost sometimes she will help to the point where like, not that you're doing too much, but she yeah, literally yeah. she will go above and beyond, and that's and that's always been her, even yeah. just, like, um, because the thing with my mom, like, like she she had sickle cell. Okay. And like with with sickle cell, um, stress you know stress can easily bring about what it, like like a crisis yeah. or pain. But with her, she's like somehow I feel like like what are you like what are you doing? Like she'll just like do so much stuff and be and be so support for other people to the point where it's like she knows that this might be okay. It might affect me, but I need to support yeah. these people. Like I remember. Um, there was one time, uh, so we have a family friend who plays football. And um, so she she and my aunt and um, my uncle, so hit the, the family friend's um, parents, they had gone down to um, Birmingham to watch him play. This was like middle of January, so it was like blitz, freezing. Yeah. And I don't know why, but she just, she took this like, uh, like a jacket, but it wasn't, I can't even call it a jacket because it wasn't even, it can't even keep you warm. 
yeah. but anyway she went down there to see him play um and i think that night no the the next day when she had got back she was like in serious pain and, and i've never seen mom in so much pain before like she, I've, she, was, so she was having a crisis because it was really cold and yeah. i can trigger those stuff but yeah. like, for her like she she knew that she was aware of that but she was like no i, I want to go and show support yeah. you know? yeah. and like and then when we when we had um we had the memorial service like in in 2015 like a service of songs and stuff so so people were paying like tributes and stuff so the family friend at the time he must have um he dedicated one of his goals to um, my mum and um, I think he had like um what did he say I think I think it was like the post-match interviews that are oh, that goal dedicated to so-and-so you know because she's always used to come to watch the games and oh, like that you know yeah. and even just other people where like she's helped them you know, like when she goes back home, she would like be traveling to miles just to go and see someone who's having a party or a wedding. Like she's she's always just doing a lot and yeah. putting herself lost. And as much as like, I want to be suffering and say, I wish she didn't do it. Well, not that I wish she didn't do it, but I wish that she didn't do it to a point where it affected her health so much. Oh, yeah. I want you to look after yourself first. And, but that, yeah. that was her nature. So I feel like in that respect, I kind of see, my, see myself in my mom because I'm always like, <laughs> like, okay, now, nah, like I want to just make sure everyone else is good uh, and, yeah. make good luck. and even though sometimes it's to my detriment and, I, and that's something I need to learn to kind of do better but yeah that, that was her in a nutshell and you know she's always like despite what she's going through she'll find you, you know she'll find a way like right. um, you know so yeah so, it, so it's it's, it's kind of bittersweet to, to know that and you know and, and I think in some cases I'm a bit like that as well where like you know I'm just always want to make sure everyone else is good yeah. you know put myself um last so like yeah so that's one thing that I, I, I admire about her you know um but yeah it's just it's just it's just bit it's just bittersweet you know? it is yeah um because again I, I wish it was like it wasn't this wasn't the case I wish it wasn't a thing where like I'm I'm talking about her like you know in past tense or like yeah. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. Her, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing sometimes you like it's just about when I when I go back to this conversation of giving people their flowers um like I, with my mom, I wasn't I wasn't the sort of somewhere that we kind of sat down and have heart to heart. My thing was more like, "What do you need? I'll do it." That that was my way of showing love, like more like more like acts of service sort of yeah. thing. It wasn't yeah. really um, like you know emotions. Not to say I, I was not to say I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I did, but it's just that's just how I expressed it. Yeah. You know, but I'll be honest. A part of me did wish I was a bit more. You know, like. A bit more like oh you know I love you mum. I was that I was over yeah it's always different. So you, you know you you know in that sense like you're saying that because this like you know the saying actions speak louder than words and mm. so you like as you're saying you showed that and your mum would have known that yeah definitely from what you're saying your mum would have known that hundred mm. percent and I yeah I do get you saying that you would have wanted to be able to say but I feel like. I don't know. I can't talk for you because obviously that's how you feel. But I just feel like she would have known that definitely. Mm. Yeah, like do you have? I mean, in terms of your um, love language with, with with your like parents, what what was sort of your um, your love languages like acts of service, more like words or like just yeah, like what what would you say yours were? Gosh, it's like I've just. It feels like I just really um. Could be all of them. It could, yeah. Well, I wasn't, I didn't really do that. But for you, it's like, as you're saying, you was at dad's lot because our parents were divorced. So mm-hmm. we were living with my mum. 
for me personally, I feel like um, I could have, like I spoke to my dad a lot, but I didn't go there as much as my sister did. So I feel like, you know, it's split in the time. I feel like, oh, did I do enough? Did I show my dad enough? Whereas you, you was there a lot more than I was. That's how I feel. My sister says, no, it's not like that, but that's how I feel. Yeah. I think in terms of, I mean, I don't think I would, would say to that I love you. I don't, I don't think wow. I would, it wasn't sort of vocal in that way. It'd be like, like hugging a kiss, yeah, yeah. that we would like in that sense. I don't think we ever really said it, and I don't think my dad was him. So no. He just showed it in a sense. Yeah. He, he, yeah, our birthday cards, just the things. Yeah, you know what? The fact that he was, we were really close. Like our mum and dad, they divorced when we were really, really young. But he was, and like we didn't really know my dad's family because none of them were were here really. But even though they divorced when we were so young, he was a part of our family. Like he was in our family, and everybody. Knew him, side, yeah. yeah, my mum's side, yeah. And you know, like what you were saying, you feel like acts of service. I think that was me as well. Like you know, I do my dad shopping or whatever, you know, just things like that. So it was more like that, I would say. And then like I choose a day and just go down there with me and my mum. We'd go down every day. I mean, on a certain day every week. So those were the sort of things that I tried to do. Yeah, yeah. It was more shown. Than, saying. than actually saying those yeah. actual words. It was more shown in, in everything that we did and how close we yeah. were. Like even with my mom and dad, even like saying they were divorced, they, it was kind of like they were still together, but they just were lived apart kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. they got on so well. Because all of like when we were doing stuff like family things, if my dad weren't there, they'd be like, oh, where is he? And like that's the levels that it was sort of thing. So he's very much part of our life still. Yeah. You'd say the same with, with your um mum as well. Do you have the same love language with your with your mum? Yeah, it's a bit Yeah, I think it is a bit. Yeah, I think I mean I mean you might say it on like very occasion, but not really. It's just all about just being close, hugs, kisses, things like that. It was not really we don't actually physically say it, I don't think. When you stop and think about I don't think we do, it's just sort of naturally saying it. I mean, sorry, like just being natural, like, yeah, hugging that sort of thing, closeness. <laughs> it sounded like, the way you sounded like hugging, no, <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't really like, and it's weird because I, like, with my, well, to be fair, I don't, I don't really remember much, because um, even though my, my dad died 2014, but before, prior to that, I didn't really, it was, it was sick for a while, so I didn't really have much, like, I think, well, I think Arthur was more quality time. We just like quality time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, I love you, Dad, or this and that. It was just like spending time. Yeah. But then with my with my grandma, it's it's kind of like the whole, yeah, I love you. Like, uh, you know, like, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I feel like I do it now because I'm more appreciative. So like, yeah. usually I speak to her like probably every month. And after wow. at each convo, like, oh, yeah, I love you, love you, Grandma. Like, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, so, but I, I don't know, maybe it's just, it's just different with grandparents. I don't know. But with, with yeah. grandparents. Yeah. you know it just it just gets it's just a bit easier and I think like when I was growing up my, my grandparents always like literally like sometimes I think we were even spot a lot I don't know grandparents do that a lot with with like their yes. their grandkids yeah. they're like, it's, like they're yeah, not like, the same way they yeah. spot kids like it's always extra you always get extra love and it's like yeah. I don't know so yeah it's just it's just like a like I appreciate it. but I think yeah like, like you know with grief as much as you know like there is a lot of hard times um 
that like as as you mentioned a lot today, but there are also good moments where you remember yeah. them, like, the memories and you know, and unfortunately you want to have more, like you know, you wish you had create more memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it's it's just tough, especially like I don't know, like especially around this time of the year where it's just like, yeah. you know, like Christmas and you know, I, I'm I'm not like a Scrooge or nothing, but I'm just like sometimes I'm like, you know, I, I just can't really be active it. Yeah. What's about the about the turkey? I don't like if if it mm, like, yeah. runs out. Like, yeah. I'm not, like you know what I mean, but it's just because you again because you just know like it's never gonna be the same. Yeah. But I doesn't say you won't. That doesn't say you won't enjoy it. But you just know like you know there's always gonna be the reminder that you know that who's not here. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Definitely. And so yeah. like yeah, but. But I definitely appreciate you guys sharing with me. Um, like I feel like we're similar in so many, so many yeah. respects. And like I said, I, I, as much as you know, I find it hard to, to like accept like oh you know compliments. But honestly, you guys are are doing, like great. And I'm not just saying that because even some things I've learned. Oh, what's like what's that? Like, I'm not really sure. Yeah. You know, like as much as you like, like I said with the whole probate stuff. I'm like I just thought it was something that, you know, just like a. Yeah, I didn't really know much about it. I just thought like it's just like is this does everyone do it or yeah, uh, you know, so like but and then it must be it must be tough, you know. Um, but just lastly, I don't know if anything you guys wanna kind of share or plug that you have going on, or whether it's to do with the blog or just anything, whether it's grief or, or non non-grief related. Yeah. Um, well, after the the interview, I had the other day we were thinking of something it was something that when we had the interview um it was just the other day Friday with Mikkel. yeah, yeah she, so something that she was saying that maybe we could try and um set up like a a grief like panel sort of thing so just get like people to be speaking and maybe like have a professional there as well and it could be like people like us you and we can just open it up and you know so that's something that we're thinking about nice discussion sort of thing what is it like a is it so like a um like a live show sort of thing or like a or like a um something so, filmed or something yeah so it would just be like something like this possibly like a like a, in a zoom thing oh, okay. yeah yeah something like that we're not really sure because it's only just been suggested to us but this is something that we're thinking about doing because they were just asking you know like what are the things that you're thinking about to you know, well, yeah, like we, to grow and all of these sorts of things. So that's something that we were thinking about. So yeah, that's something that we might do. Yes, that, that sounds interesting. Yeah, we, um, do, we would be reaching out to you. And I feel, and you know, so crazy for the for the for the like for the first time I was thinking like she's Tara, she's Tanya. Because I really, I really remember because like it sounds like such like not I know it's not twin not twin. Well, are you guys twins? No. Okay, like, <laughs> it sounds like such like twin like TNT and T but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's Tara, she's she's Tara, she's Tanya. Like okay, I, I just remembered because I because I think I, I remember I think it, it was it was you I was speaking to on the uh yeah. in the, uh, the instant insta message. Yeah, me, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, because I, I was speaking to no. yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna say because I don't wanna yeah. brand myself, but but I know yes. Yeah, don't worry because you know what people they get us mixed up all the time yeah. Tara, Tanya, Tanya, Tara so it's normal we're used yeah. to it <laughs> yeah no, I appreciate that but um yeah so where, where um can people find you I know like the, like the website um the Instagram page or even um if you're on Facebook um if you just mentioned the handles 
Yeah, so what we've done, we've just got um, a link tree. So it's link tree grief probate journey. And then on there, it's got all our socials and it's just got like some of the, oh my goodness, some of the blog topics that we've done. And yeah, so link tree grief probate journey because it's easier than, and it's got our YouTube channel on there as well because we do have a YouTube channel. Yeah, but it yeah. just has introductions to our topics. So yeah. Yeah. No, brilliant. Like I said, I will so whatever you need, I will send um I can send the, the whole thing, but what, what I usually do is just like have it in like like for the, the whole audio will be everything, but then YouTube is just usually like in different parts. So one week we might be the first part of our convo and yeah, the second yeah. the second part. So oh, whichever, yeah. whichever you want, I can send the whole thing. If you want to put the whole into interview or if you want it to be in parts, I can do that as well, whichever's easier for um for you guys i don't know maybe um the parts yeah that, that's cool i mean do, do you want the audio as well or? yes please yeah yeah no that's that's cool that's cool but yeah it's been a pleasure and i think hopefully everyone that's been listening and watching and then enjoying this convo again it's always a bit of sweet talking about grief mm. and you know it's never easy convo but i'm glad that we're able to have it and not only that just talk about it openly and just and remind people that you know that it's not just morbid like you know they, yeah. they good moments in it like you know mm-hmm. but and and that, I think that, I think that's what we're doing essentially just trying to like change the the uh the way people kind of see grief because you know like I think it's, that's important more than anything because yeah. you know when I feel like grief doesn't always get spoken about um in like I feel like it's, it's like a narrow a narrow way people look at grief and yeah. it presented in a, in in its in its proper light and yeah. you know it's often kind of uh brushed in the carpet and as we, we all know like we've, we've especially like there's also an element of like racing to it like you know there's like again i'm not i'm not it's not like a, a divide and sort of thing but you know there's like our, our grief might be different to yeah um mm-hmm. yeah. it's important to have that kind of uh i would say that whole representation you know, um, but again, that that is to say, like it's, it's like oh, it's us versus them. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Just to say that, like you know, like you know, there's grief that it's, uh, we go through as black people, um, yeah. black men, black women. You know, like, yeah. so so many different facets. It's, you know, it's like culturally, just on a broad term, it's not it's not one person versus culturally, everyone has different ways of of, of doing things, and there's going to be a lot of similarities as well, but. Yeah, and there's also like the nature of the loss as well, yeah, will be different. So, you know, like someone losing their child, as you know, as you said with your grandmother, so you know, we won't understand that because you know, we lost our dad, so and then, yeah, so there's all different aspects and avenues and all of that. But we are really thankful that for this. When you, when you, when you said it, it was like, oh oh my gosh, we get really nervous, like, oh my gosh, but yeah, no, I I appreciate it, and I'm I'm glad that you know, um, you you were able to just be open because I know again with these things as much as I said I like having a conversation but I'm always I always want to be mindful that yeah certain things are not like you know triggering and mm-hmm. yeah. um causing it you know I would never intend to cause any like upset you know things yeah, yeah. Said to you like and if anything you know you mm-hmm. don't have to live, you know let me know because and again this is just like a space where like people can feel comfortable and yeah you know and share what they want to share you know you know, but yeah, like Oliver, it's been it's been a pleasure. Uh, as well. Thank you, Tara and Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Jermaine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So for everyone listening, uh, thank you for listening. So follow us on Instagram. So figure out pod underscore on our YouTube to subscribe. The link will all be in the description. We also we on we're on Spotify, 
Apple podcast, put the link to that. So um, yeah, so everyone listening, hope you've enjoyed. Um, it's been a pleasure. So ladies, thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.